Vucevic driving on Gafford, spins, jump hook right hand, good. That was 12 wow. feet just inside the foul line. Vucevic in 24 minutes is 11 of 17 from the floor. He's got a 29 and 11 game. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. NBA trade deadline hours away, and uh, we already have a, a big move in the NBA. The Magic move on from Nikola Vucevic, sending him to the Bulls. Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker, Ryan Horvat. This is BetQL Daily via the BetQL Audio Network. To talk about the trade deadline, let's bring in Sean Hyken, NBA reporter for Bleacher Report, at Hyken on Twitter, at Hyken. Uh, Sean, I know you've spent uh, much time in uh, Chicago covering the Bulls, so what's your reaction to the new regime uh, making a big move on the day of the deadline? Well, this is just kind of proof that you can really never believe anything you hear about the bull about this this new bulls front office and what they may or may not do and we hear all these rumors i mean with all the rumors that we've heard about it and i mean there's still a couple hours to go before the deadline uh they could still do something else lowry marketing is still kind of on deck that they you know we've heard heard about them shopping but we have not even heard a whisper of them even being linked to nikola vucevic and it kind of the the idea was always that that was the guy like Aaron, like Aaron Gordon was the guy that Orlando was looking to move and Vucevic, I think didn't want to be moved and wasn't, you know, they, they, we never really heard any real talks about them moving him. And then out of nowhere, this is what the bulls pull off. They just kind of don't let stuff leak is what we're learning. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is a good move for them. He's still young enough that he's, you know, his prime, you know, the rest of his prime is going to line up with Zach Levine. If that's what they're going to, uh, do is you know keep keep him around? So they've got him, Levine, Patrick Williams. They still might do something with Lowry Markkinen, and whether it's Alonzo Ball or something else. Like they're, I mean, this is pretty clear that you know what, what the Bulls are going to do now is you know they're not going to try to say okay, well we're 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 better now that we have a real coach, but we're going to still try to take a step back and go to Lowry. They're going all in for the playoffs, so that's kind of what we know. What's the ceiling for them after this addition in the Eastern Conference? not being in the play in like is that kind of what yeah. they're still looking at right now I, I mean i certainly don't think this puts them in the contender tier with you know milwaukee brooklyn philly those levels of teams but you know now you add nicola Vucevic, and this, again he played in orlando which is the easiest place to go if you're in the nba if you're a really good nba player to just be totally ignored and no nobody talk about you ever because there's no reason to ever really talk about the magic or think about the magic but Vucevic is really good he's really consistent he's uh you know there's a reason that he gets talked about every year as a guy that good teams should try to go after but they probably aren't going to get because for whatever reason orlando just doesn't want to trade him but I mean, I think he's a big upgrade over Wendell Carter as much as Carter is a play up trade, a prospect that's been seen as promising for a couple of years. He can never stay healthy. And I don't know if we, just last year with Jim Boylan just totally shot his confidence or what, but I mean, he, he's clearly more of a proven commodity of Lucevic is than Wendell Carter is. So, I mean, this is just clearly, you know, if the Bulls are trying to take a next step to actually be relevant now, I think this is a move that made sense to make. All right, so, Sean, we're having a little bit of a debate here on the show. If you had to say right now, Vucevic is where in the NBA hierarchy of players? Is he a top 40 player, top 25 player, top 20, top 15? 
Joe has him as being right behind LeBron in terms of the best players in the NBA. I think top 25 to 30 is a reasonable place to slot him. Like I said, he plays uh, in Orlando where there's no reason to ever pay attention to him because there's no, there's never any thought that Orlando's going to do anything, but you know, I think I think as far as you know what he's able to do, you know, production-wise, consistently year in year out, you know, you know, good locker room guy doesn't complain, and also uh, just you know his production is so consistent. I I mean I think I think top, you know, he's he's not like one of the elite 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 centers. Like if you're talking about Spencer's, then obviously there's a there's a whole tier of guys ahead of him with you know the Embiid Jokic group, but he's really, he's really consistent and he's, and he's really, you know, he plays at a high level year in year out on a team. Nobody really cares about or talks about, but you know, he's, I think he's, you know, top 25, 30, I think is a reasonable place to put him. All right. So then my next question, Sean, I got to get to my boys, the Sixers and what you think, what you're hearing is going to happen with Kyle Lowry. I mean, they would like to get Kyle Lowry. Uh, I just I I don't know if it really makes like how, how much sense it really makes to you know get a guy who's I mean I, I mean I think maybe the the idea is that you know we're we're gonna just try to make a push this year but like Lowry's thirty five and any team that trades for him whether it's Miami or Philly or whoever uh, is I think the expectation is that they're gonna have to re-sign him long-term at a a kind of a similar number, then, you know, you're paying a guy that much money for, you know, 25, 30 million a year, whatever he's making now at that age. And I just, like, like, I, I mean, I think, I think it's probably fine if they get him. I mean, you certainly make them better short-term. I don't know if getting Kyle Lowry guarantees that they're better than Brooklyn necessarily, but I don't know. I actually wouldn't be surprised that he ends up not even being moved given the, uh, you know what? What Toronto is asking for him, and uh, just—I—I I, I mean, how much money he makes is hard to match salaries. I just—you know—they want multiple first-round picks. I just don't know if that's really—you know—something that teams are going to do, given you know his age. I don't—I don't know. I mean, of course, I could—he could be. I don't have Twitter in front of me. He could be getting traded as we speak, and I look like an idiot. But I would actually kind of lean towards maybe a deal doesn't end up getting done with him. Sean, Boston has uh, kind of been a disaster this season. A lot of rumors involving them. First, it was Aaron Gordon, but they didn't want to give up Marcus Smart and two picks is what I was hearing. And now it's maybe Evan Fournier. So what can they do to actually improve and get themselves as a true playoff contender, if anything? What could Boston do here at the deadline today? Well, Evan Fournier is a good player. I don't think he really moves the needle necessarily to take them out of where they are into – the you know you know into the kind of more solid playoff teams or even into the top four and I I'm with you I thought they I thought they would be better going into the season I thought Tristan was going to have more of an impact but you know if you don't want to give up Marcus Smart and I mean to be clear I wouldn't give up Marcus Smart for Aaron Gordon either I think that's a downgrade but hmm. if Orlando is really holding firm and especially now you know they you saw that you know they got two firsts and a young player who still has upside for. Uh, Vucevic, there's no reason for them to just give away Aaron Gordon. So right. I'm not, I'm actually kind of not surprised that deal didn't end up getting done, or at least hasn't yet. There's still a couple hours to go before the deadline. 
I'm not really sure what there is for Boston to do, given you know how little they have to give up if Marcus Smart is off the table. This Evan Fournier is kind of the ceiling of what they would probably be able to do. Yeah, and that looks like that deal is actually going to be a done deal. They're finalizing that one right now. As far as title contenders, you know, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, and Brooklyn in the East, and then in the West, you know, obviously the Lakers, the Clippers. I feel like some people sleeping on the Suns and the Jazz. You know, any big moves that you see today, or do you think that some of these teams are just going to look maybe towards the buyout market as far as like improving the roster, a team like the Bucks or a team, you know, like the Sixers? Well, there are all these now that there's this talk that the Lakers are in on Kyle Lowry. I just financially, I don't see how that's going to work. That's, that's a lot of salary they're going to have to send out. So it's like, you want to give a, give up like all, basically all of your depth to get Kyle Lowry when you still don't know when LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to be back. That's uh, kind of a, I, I don't, I don't know if I really see that one. I think that one might just be, you know, uh, Toronto trying to drive up leverage by saying, Hey, you know, the Lakers are involved. Uh, but I mean, Milwaukee, I think already made the move bringing in PJ Tucker and, you know, but, but, but most of these other teams, yeah, I think the buyout market is more, it seems pretty clear that Andre Drummond is, going to end up in LA uh, on the Lakers uh, at some point. LaMarcus Aldridge has been linked to Miami, maybe a couple other teams, but it seems like Miami's the front runner. Uh, I think you're going to be seeing more stuff on the buyout market than you are uh, at the deadline in the next couple of hours. Uh, with Sean Hyken, this is BetQL Daily, NBA reporter for Bleacher Report. Uh, if, if Is there a specific team that if they don't do anything, if they do not uh, address a need today, that you will be criticizing. Uh, I don't see. I don't know that this is a weird deadline because it, 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 there's just a lot going on. Where you know both you know team a lot of teams think they're in it because of just how wide open the season is, and because of the play in, and because of kind of COVID stuff, but also just again because of the COVID stuff. I was never really expecting there to be a lot of trades just because if you trade somebody, it's not just, you know, you trade somebody, they come in, they do their physical, they're good to go the next day. You know, the teams have to register negative tests. Teams have to, you know, go through all the health and safety protocols. And then, you know, when players get there, you know, they're going to be probably like without guys for a few days if they want to trade. So I, I just kind of have not been expecting there to be a lot of deals done. And so, I mean, I think with this season, you just kind of have to throw everything out the window in terms of what you would normally expect teams to do with a deadline. Normally speaking, you know, Boston is definitely one where I would be looking at them like, eh, I don't know, you guys maybe should have done something. Portland, I think, is also in the same boat. They're starting to slip a little bit the last week or so after having such a strong run with CJ McCollum and Yusuf Nurkic out. Now McCollum's back. They lost a couple in a row. Uh, they won well, they won their first three of this homestand. They lost their last two, so uh, they're a team that maybe I would look at and say, yeah, maybe they should do something. But again, with this, you know, this season and just everything else going on with this season, you just kind of can't really apply conventional wisdom to anything. Sean, really quick, we only got about 30 seconds, 60 seconds here. Um, in your opinion, are the Phoenix Suns, are they a realistic title contender or are you sleeping on them like most people in the West? How healthy are LeBron and Anthony Davis? Right. That's the question. Because <laughs> yeah. if those two are not out there, if those two are not at full strength, the West is wide open for pretty much any of these teams. And I think absolutely Phoenix could end up in there. But if those two are healthy, I think the Lakers are the favorites. But, you know, that's such an unknown at this point. Yeah. Right. Absolutely.
Follow Sean Hyken on Twitter at Hyken, NBA reporter for Bleacher Report. Sean, thanks uh, for coming on on a very busy day for you. Yeah, thanks for having me. There's Sean Hyken. Good stuff from uh, Sean. So our, our uh, producers are, are saying in the chat that Brian Windhorse was just on ESPN saying Kyle Lowry is, is preparing to be traded to the 76ers. And apparently that makes Jake Galley mad. 